0: You are listening to a Practical Poetry Podcast with Dale Byron. That's me. This is the place where you can come to find new, delicious poems to learn about poetry, to be inspired, to heal, to enjoy, to savor, and maybe at times to even add a new poem to your favorite list. Or what I like to say is add a poem to your first aid poetry kit. Now, as you may have noticed, the subject or the title of this episode is How to Laugh, Cry, and Heal, which really is um, a meditation on using humor in poetry. And I think sometimes the most serious subjects that we are faced with as human beings require the lightest, most humorous touch for us to get some altitude on them, would be one way to say it. And I think that the art of poetry is sometimes perfect for bringing that lighter touch, bringing that humor. And that's really what I want to focus on today. Uh, A friend of mine calls it a backdoor approach, which I've always really appreciated. So let's jump right in, because I've got three short poems for us today, which deal with this subject of laughing. And crying and healing all at the same time. The first poet we want to um, feature is Robert Bly, who we just lost, oh, a year or two ago, who lived a a long, amazingly uh, fruitful life, was just an amazing poet. Um, He was a translator of poetry. He just was an incredible human being. And I think you could also describe him as a kind of mischievous, wonderfully mischievous spirit. I sometimes would say he had coyote energy or a kind of trickster energy. But um, a poem that I want to bring of his is called Things to Think. Things to Think. Think in ways you've never thought before. Think in ways you've never thought before. If the phone rings, think of it as carrying a message larger than anything you've ever heard. Vaster, vaster than a hundred lines of Yates. Think, think that someone may bring a bear to your door may be wounded and deranged or think that a moose has risen out of the lake and he's carrying on his antlers a child of your own whom you've never seen when someone knocks on the door think that he's about to give you something large tell you you're forgiven or that it's not necessary to work all the time, or that it's been decided that if you lie down, no one will die. When someone knocks on the door, think about that he's about to give you something large, tell you you're forgiven, or that it's not necessary to work all the time, or that it's been decided that if you lie down, no one will die. Well, there's Robert Bly, who is talking about a kind of serious subject, I think, in a culture that has this, um, you know, this, that if you're not working, if you're not productive, every minute of the day, and uh, now increasingly, uh, in even the night, that you are somehow a slacker. And uh, I think Bly is using A little bit of backdoor humor here to make a very serious point about giving ourselves a little bit of a break, lying down on the couch once in a while. You see, it actually occurs to me that um, laughter opens up our minds, opens up the mind to the absurd, to paradox. Uh, to the universal healing gesture, you know, that one where we just go, ah, and we do that sometimes in joy, but often in pain. And we can also say that wonderful healing, ah, after a riotous session of laughter and um uh, i just think that again humor has so many different roles to play uh, particularly in uh poetry so let's cover a poem by another very um, talented and witty poet Billy Collins, who's quite famous and quite popular. He wrote a poem that I've loved for many years called Forgetfulness. And just listen for the coyote energy. Listen for the kind of, um, yeah, the kind of trickster energy that's in this poem. Forgetfulness. The name of the author is is the first to go. The name of the author is the first to go, followed obediently by the title, the plot, the heartbreaking conclusion, the entire novel, which suddenly becomes one you have never read, never even heard of. As if, one by one, the memories you used to harbor decided to retire to the southern hemisphere of the brain, to a little fishing village where there are no... Yes, no wonder you rise in the middle of the night to look up the date of a famous battle in a book on war. No wonder, no wonder the moon in the window seems to have drifted out of a love poem. That you used to know by heart. Now, I think that is just an amazing display of putting together kind of humor and a kind of trickster energy. Some humor right alongside the pathos, right alongside the absolute sadness of this propensity that we have as human beings uh, to lose our memories, this propensity we have to um, uh, to suffer this kind of difficulty in our lives, and I think it by approaching it with humor. It actually, and I think this is true of a number of poems that I love, it actually allows us to embrace the difficulty, the sadness, more fully, more completely by pairing it with humor. So that is Billy Collins in his wonderful poem, Forgetfulness. Now, let me just mention, by the way, that in this new format where we're focusing on a smaller number of poems and featuring these poets, I very much encourage you to go and seek out these poets, seek their poems in libraries, online, and yes, in bookstores, buy their books, you know, uh, if you really love them so that you can have them so handy. So when you need that poem that you have uh, included now in your own personal canon of loved poems, that you will be able to get your hands on it very quickly. Okay. So let's turn to the last featured poet today, which is Linda Paston. And, um, she is an amazing poet, lives on the East Coast, and um, uh, this particular poem, I think, is another great example of a certain kind of humor, a certain kind of coyote trickster energy to make um, a very serious point. And uh, uh, let's see, she, the poem is called Marks, M-A-R-K-S, Marks, by Linda Paston. My husband gives me an A for last night's supper. My husband gives me an A for last night's supper, an incomplete for my ironing, a B-plus in bed. My son says I am average, an average mother, but if I put my mind to it, I could improve. My daughter believes in pass-fail and tells me I pass, tells me I pass, wait till they learn I'm dropping out. (laughs) My husband gives me an A for last night's supper, an incomplete for ironing, a B plus in bed. My son says I am average, an average mother, but if I put my mind to it, I could improve. My daughter believes in pass-fail and tells me I pass. Wait till they learn I'm dropping out. Yes, uh, Marks by Linda Paston. And, um, you know, that is such a serious subject. Uh, there's so much in that poem Uh, One is that mothers are often just assumed to take on this incredible amount of responsibility, no matter how much and how responsible they are in other areas of their lives. They are expected, you know, to kind of be the the stalwart, the, the one who is always there. And uh, I think this is a a wonderful case where the poet is saying, well, you know, maybe we ought to pay a little more attention to our expectations um, in this life, particularly around this subject. So um, someone said of Linda Pastan that she is interested in the anxieties that exist under the surface of everyday life. She is interested in the anxieties that exist under the surface of everyday life. And I think that is, a, uh, that is a fit description of her amazing, beautiful, artistic, talented work. She also was the Poet Laureate of Maryland in the state where she lives for many, many years Okay. Well, I hope you've enjoyed these three poems that I think bring a little lightness and humor to uh, very serious subjects. And if you did enjoy it, or if you learned from it or inspired, then uh, I would ask that you um, perhaps pass this podcast along to others that you think may enjoy it. Uh, I would really appreciate that. And And, of course, uh, if you want to give a review or write a comment wherever you listen to your podcast, and this one in particular, that would be great as well. So, this we have come to the end of this uh, particular episode. And so, I want to, as I always do, thank you so much for your listening ear. And until next time and next poem, you... Please take good care of yourself.